Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Billy Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we'd go Billy Up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Coming up on the Behind the Mic Podcast, good teams, great teams, dynasties, all credit goes to players and coaches. But what about the scouts who evaluate the talent on the field? Few people know who they are. You're behind the mic with Michael Neal Jr., All right, let's go. NFL historians, y'all know the biz. This show is not necessarily for you, but if you like to listen, go ahead. No problem. Those who already know this stuff, you know, great for you. I'm impressed. But for those who don't, welcome in. This is for those who don't know as much. So we're here to what? Enlighten, to show you the way, to open your eyes, to widen your gaze, to NFL history. Please correct me if I'm wrong, historians. I'm always here to learn, though. It's the Behind the Mic podcast presented by Billy Up Sports, the Billy Up Sports podcast network. Check us out, BillyUpSports.com. Very impressive website. My show, as well as others, you can catch that through that website and also on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and of course, on YouTube, my show will come is eventually <laughs> i will go youtube eventually um i'm not really into the news portion of things uh but there's some things that you cannot help but to say something about and if you haven't already heard already it's tuesday the show drops on wednesday but i saw it come across my phone espn like many other other sports fans we get those alerts and this was one uh it's disturbing uh, at the least, Henry Ruggs III, wide receiver for the Los Angeles Raiders, uh, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders, charged with felony DUI after he basically rear-ended someone going at a high rate of speed from what I was told, but from what I read, he rear-ended uh, a woman in a RAV4 that was at a stop sign or stoplight about 3.40 in the morning, killing that female motorist. There was a fire 
Um, he's lucky that he and his female passenger didn't die themselves, but you you killed someone in a car and you were drunk, you were under the influence. Um, I'm, I don't want to say drunk. I'm just going to say under the influence. And you'll that'll never leave your mind for the rest of your life. And soon after, I just began thinking about Leonard Little and Dante Stallworth. We discussed this at work today. And I mean, you hate hearing that. And I really feel for that woman's family. Uh, that's first and foremost. She is the one who's no longer here anymore. And you don't like hearing stuff like that. It's, it's awful. And then on the other side, Ruggs, yes, he's a famous athlete. This dude is going to have to live with the fact that he killed someone in an accident, but he killed someone under the influence. Not only that, um, according to ESPN.com, that charge carries with it a possible two to 20 years in state prison in the state of Nevada. Not good news to start off with. Well, I mean, that's, that's just something... I couldn't just pass up and sweep under the rug. It just, it it, it, it kind of hit me, you know, because I, I hate being a UT fan at two guys who used to play for the University of Tennessee who had the exact same issues where they killed someone, you know, in, in, a, in a car, in a, in a situation, a motor vehicle accident. And that's just not, you don't ever want to hear about stuff like that. But anyway, all right. So, all right, you know, we're going to get to, and look, I understand it's not for everybody. Um, I'm not trying to reevaluate games and stuff like that. It's just something fun that I like to do. So we're going to keep it light and try to, you know, entertain with, you already know it, the rundown. Week eight, Thursday night football. We know what happened at the end of the game between the Arizona Cardinals and the Green Bay Packers, along with seeing that, that meme that will live forever in infamy. <laughs> if you didn't see Aaron Rodgers get knocked to the ground and his chin strap is around his nose and he's got this look on his face like this really just happened. That'll never leave anyone's memory. But Kyler Murray threw a game ceiling pick in the end zone because A.J. Green wasn't looking. He wasn't even expecting the ball. Back shoulder throw, right? Razul Douglas, the corner who intercepted that pass, just signed. Uh, was just signed by the Packers off the Arizona Cardinals practice squad back in October, October 6th to be exact. The only thing I could think of in my mind was that pregame show, though, other than all of that, it was a classic setup for a loss. The undefeated team playing at home, the star quarterback, one-on-one interview, the numbers pointed toward all the receivers over 300 yards, DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk, A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, they lost to the Packers. Other than that, it was injuries, injuries, injuries. Guys going down left and right for both teams. And as far as Green Bay is concerned, I guess, uh, just to throw this in, GM Brian Gutenkus, he kind of knows what he's talking about, I guess. When you beat the team with the best record without your top three wide receivers, which all of them should be back this week, by the way. Not to mention you're now 7-0 without your best receiver, Devontae Adams. But they are going to miss tight end Robert Tanya. He was third on the team in receiving. ACL, Torpes ACL. Playing without your best wideouts, though, is not sustainable. It's not. I mean, Aaron only threw for 184 yards in the game, if I remember correctly. So, yeah. A couple of four-game losing streaks were broken on Sunday, and one of them was the Carolina Panthers. It was not a pretty game, and it made my eyes bleed, but 
Carolina got a dub in Atlanta. Sam Darnold, though, you need to get down a little bit sooner. You are not a running back. Got concussed. I'm not sure how many more of these games Brian Flores can lose. Miami head coach. They are now 1-7 because if you watch Charlie Brown, Buffalo pulled a Lucy, Charlie Brown snatching the football when he tries to kick the football. Yeah, they pulled the ball from the Dolphins. And the question is, how much longer will Flores be the coach in Miami? I honestly will start to ask that now. And also, how long will Tua be the quarterback in Miami? Every other week, I'm always hearing, okay, this guy's going to get traded. They don't like him. His teammates, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm not totally sure what's going to happen with Tua and Brian Flores. But if they have a record going like this forward, it's somebody's not going to be there. By the end of the season, one of these two, if not both, they will be gone. Just throwing that out there. Buffalo, they're all right. Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers got a much-needed win in Chicago on Sunday. Uh, he comes home. Garoppolo is a native of Arlington Heights and Eastern Illinois alumnus. He is, uh, I read his college teammates, I didn't know it, were actually in the end zone. And he shows out, I think he threw on a touchdown run, he threw the ball up into the crowd. And I think he said something like, you know, I hope one of them got it. Uh, but the Bears head coach, Matt Nagy, he had to stay home because of COVID. The best thing about the Bears on Sunday was Justin Fields, you know, who ran for 100 yards. But that beautiful 22-yard video game run he had in the fourth quarter, uh, yeah, I mean, the guy's an athlete. Athlete. But we need you to complete passes on a consistent basis. Maybe he's not ready yet. Mike Tomlin, though, Pittsburgh Steelers, you got your kicker knocked the bleep out. Don't do that no more, man. Please stop doing that. Chris Boswell, the kicker, he played quarterback on a fake field goal. They got his chin strap wrapped around his nose, Aaron Rodgers style, and he suffered a concussion missing the rest of the game. The offense has enough problems, Mike. Sometimes, you know, Boswell's all that we have. We kicking field goals. 15 to 10 win in Cleveland. I'll take it. But if we have no kicker going forward, that's not good. It's just not good. Good win. But, you know, other than that, uh, yeah, OBJ's dad, he's not happy with Baker Mayfield. He had like a post. He's like, Look, you're not throwing my son the ball enough. I, I mean, is he right? Maybe. But I don't think Cleveland was the right place for OBJ in the first place. Nice little reunion with your college teammate from LSU with Jarvis Landry. But uh, it's clearly not working out. It's not working. The offense works better when they spread it out. If OBJ is happy with that, then cool. He clearly isn't because I know he has to be talking to his father. Yes, his father played football too. And he watches games like everybody else. But I'm just saying. The Titans, y'all are in trouble. Titans fans. Yeah, Jefferson Street Bridge. Yeah, but y'all are in trouble. If they weren't going to jump at the beginning of the season, they I'm, they lining up right now. I'm glad Tennessee won, though. But let me, I'll get to y'all in a second. As far as the Colts are concerned, Indianapolis, the moon had to have been out on Halloween because bad Carson Wentz came out on Sunday. Two interceptions, one left-handed. <laughs> he threw one left-handed after having only one in the first seven games. He had been playing pretty well. They just couldn't hold a lead. It's not all Wentz. Quentin. It's not all Wentz. It's 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 the defense can't hold it all together. Darius Leonard can't do it by himself, by the way. Okay? But they, they need to do better. Back to the Titans. I knew something was wrong when I saw Derrick Henry walking around with no shoe on. I was like, oh, that's not good. And I'm watching, you know, the red zone, and they're not showing everything. Even though I was flipping back and forth, 
between the game, which is on. Every Titans game is on here in Nashville, obviously. But I knew something wasn't right because this dude is never hurt. And if he is, we don't know about it. But, of course, you know by now he's done for the season with that foot injury. Adrian Peterson, they called him up. He made sure his mouth was a full when someone called, when somebody else got uh, got hurt. Lo and behold, the Titans dialed him up. I hope they can hold first place in the AFC South. I hope they can make the playoffs. Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown, y'all got to step it up, but it's going to be hard. You might need to be talking to the rest of those guys on the team. The whole team needs to step up. Y'all are a better team, but Derrick Henry, yeah, he was that glue. Man, hopefully he's back for the playoffs if y'all get to the playoffs. And by the way, I just saw uh, Henry Ruggs has been arrested and booked. NFL Network, NFL.com, just came across the wire. Anyway, Bengals, Jets, the classic example of how sports works. I told y'all last week, I think it was last week anyway, anybody can win, but any given Sunday, right? Anybody can win. New York Jets, though, no Zach Wilson, no problem. Fifth round pick, Western Kentucky quarterback Mike White. He throws for over 400 yards in his first start. It's like top four in NFL history. Cam Newton is the only one that had more. Of course, he threw for a lot of yards that rookie year of his. But he had that two-point conversion catch, too. That was beautiful. And yes, Mike White, the Jets fans were chanting your name. The Bengals are still good, so don't lose your minds. All right, they will win again, and next week, y'all will be back on their jock straps. Book it. If the Los Angeles Rams do not at least reach the Super Bowl, season is a failure. It is a utter failure. There's no other way to say it. The defense just got even more ridiculous after acquiring Von Miller from the Denver Broncos. Now, on the other side, the Houston Texans, look, they're just playing for a first pick right now. I'm trying to figure out who they'll be taking in the first with, with their first pick in the NFL draft. Will they have the first pick in the NFL draft? But they are fighting with Jacksonville and Miami, although Detroit is in the driver's seat at 0-8. And, and while I'm on the Lions, they can't run the ball. They can't throw the football. They can't tackle right now. They can't play right now. They're a better team than this. And right now, it's, yeah, my man Dan Campbell is not coming to the podium crying anymore because they just got blowed out. Yeah, Emmitt Smith, blowed, blowed out. <laughs> they got blew out on Sunday. The Philadelphia Eagles put it on them, 44-6. And when you score a touchdown and you're down 44-6, don't celebrate. Just get a ball to the official, go to the sideline. Don't You're embarrassing yourself. I don't even know who the player was. And, of course, speaking of Dan Campbell, head coach, he was a tight end on Detroit's 2008-0-16 team. Of course, Lions fans do know that. Could he be the head coach on an 0-17 team this year? I know that's early to say that. They're better than that, but we'll see. <laughs> Former Chargers safety Adrian Phillips returned to L.A., to Los Angeles, in a Patriots uniform. And he also returned one of his two interceptions, the second one, of course, was a game-sealing one, uh, pick six for New England, giving them that win, and they made sure that Justin Herbert looked bad. Bill Belichick is just a great coach. I love watching his teams. What, they beat them last year 45 to nothing? I mean, that, that was amazing uh, to see them do this at this point. I mean, when do you see the Patriots get blown out? You know, and even when they lose, it's barely... Almost never do you see them, hardly ever, if never, you see them get blown out. But they are, and when they lose, they lose games at the very end. And the thing is, 
without Tom Brady right now, this is more impressive now that I believe when Tom Brady was still there, just as impressive because it takes everything for the other team to beat the Patriots even at their weakest. And the Chargers, they couldn't do it though. Anyway, moving along. In other news about defensive backs returning to play against their former teams, Jaguars corner, for, uh, former Seahawks corner, he Shaquille Griffin didn't enjoy returning to Seattle. He got mossed on one side of the end zone by DK, uh, DK Metcalf for a touchdown. Then DK catches another on the other side for a touchdown with him on him. And oh yeah, Tyler Lockett, he caught 12 passes for 143 yards on the other side of DK. Look, good job, Gino. Good job, Gino. Get that football to your playmakers. Jaguars stink. Melvin Gordon had not fumbled in 207 carries. That's a lot. Then Chase Young happened on Sunday. Fortunately for Denver, it didn't matter because Taylor Heineke badly overthrew his final pass on fourth down with, what, 37 seconds left to go in the game? But I do just want to throw this in, is that Washington, I'm not sure if I would ever have a kicker on my roster with the last name Blewett. I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, by the way, next game, Ross Cockrell, you blew it. You did for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at one point. You had the Saints at home, fourth down, and they didn't convert, but you couldn't keep your hands to yourself. Defensive pass interference, or was it defensive holding? He was hugging the guy all the way down the field. You can't do that. You gave New Orleans a first down, and they ended up scoring, going up in the game. Yes, you had some time left. Um, but look, the Superdome, it must be a very scary place. I know it was Halloween on Sunday, but that must be a very scary place for Tom Brady. Against the Saints in these games that he's played uh, with the Bucks since he's been there last year, eight turnovers versus a total of 12 in the 21 other games he's played and a one and three record against New Orleans. Eight touchdowns, seven picks, and two pick sixes. And the last one sealed the game. Not good. Pretty good. Now, prayers up, of course, for Jameis Winston. Hated seeing my boy go down. Shout out to my boy at work, Jamal. He's from uh, Louisiana. Louisiana. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he, he was he was uh, very distraught. He was very distraught when he came into work on Monday. But, look, Jameis, heal up. They got that dub for you. Um, we'll see what happens next year. Now, looking at my fantasy team, I dropped my head. The Baltimore Ravens were off which meant I had to start Kirk Cousins in place of Lamar Jackson. Of course, if you listened enough, you know my issues with fantasy football this year and my quarterback issue. Those are my two quarterbacks, and I probably should have dumped one of them for somebody much better, but I didn't jump jump on them quicker, quick enough. But seeing that Kirk Cousins was playing the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football, his record on primetime is terrible the regular games he's fine he's he has a winning record i believe playing those regular regular games you know the the the, the first kickoff the 12 o'clocks and the the three you know in the afternoon or whatnot not monday night not thursday night not sunday night he is now eight and 17 after losing to the cowboys and it was a tight game it was a very tight game cooper rush by the way nice job another clap for cooper rush and his family, he throws the winning touchdown pass over the old boy, uh, Dantzler. Uh, yeah, you got mossed. Yeah, you got mossed as well. Coop went over the top of you, man, and uh, caught that ball for a touchdown. 
And just to throw this in, yes, I I had a date night. I don't know what this says about me. I had date night on Sunday night, and I turned the brightness on my phone all the way down. My wife and I went to the movies, and we watched uh, the, the new James Bond film, which I was very disappointed in the end, but I understood it. We watched that movie, but I also had the game right there on my knee. And yes, I watched the game and I watched the movie. Hey, talk about stuff I don't watch. I have to keep up, right? <laughs> I have to keep up. I don't know what that says about me, but I'm watching football on date night at the movies. Yeah, nobody said anything to me. So I went into Monday night, though, last night, wondering if Andy Reid and that Waffle House menu of plays would get a dub against the New York Giants. They won. They did. They, they won 20 to 17. But it took everything that they had. But it, it shouldn't. It shouldn't go there. It, it really shouldn't. And from the moment that I watched Patrick Mahomes, though, walk down the tunnel, you know, they show him, bum, 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 bum. You know, he's walking down the tunnel and he's got the series, he's got the shades on, but you could tell he, he, he's not, he had a different countenance. You know, I was thinking, oh, bleep. He, 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 should, he should be locked in tonight. Then, he looked like he was focused, so I thought. And weeks having after weeks of hearing that he's being very inaccurate and he's trying to do too much, even and it's true. All of this stuff is true. First drive, 13 plays. They look like they're gonna be all right. He's throwing short passes, taking what the defense gives him, right? And then he tries that jump pass in the end zone and he throws an inaccurate ball, which his receiver has to reach out to try to get. It gets go. It goes up in the air and it gets picked off. What's that? What the heck is that? You know. You try to do too much. It's okay to throw the football out of bounds, Pat. It's okay. It's all right to take a sack every now and then. It's okay. Punting is not a sin. Punting is not bad. You can punt the football. It's okay to punt the football. God, man. Jesus. Just, just, come here. You know, if there was a time when there was 47 seconds left to go and the Chiefs had the ball on their 10 and you knew they was going to score a touchdown. Not a field goal. They were going to score a touchdown. And they were marched down in like three plays. Not anymore. This kid should have threw four picks last night, at least. He threw, what, two? And I think he should have thrown at least two, maybe even three more. And he hits guys right in the hands with the football. Anyway, all right, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. <laughs> all right, look, coming up next, every successful restaurant has great food. To have great food, you have to have a great chef. And a great chef buys great groceries. Tastes good. Someone has to know what to get, right? What groceries to buy. I'll explain next. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. 
Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Okay, so I give you the analogy about a great shelf, and I've always liked that analogy. I have to give credit where it's due. Um, Colin Cowherd, love him or hate him, uh, he gives a, a lot of great nuggets like that in, in um, comparisons. Kind of sounds like my pastor. He does the exact same thing. And yes, you have to have, uh, if you're going to have a great restaurant, you have to have something that that's going to be put on the table that's worth eating. And whoever makes the selection of those things that you're eating on that plate, they must know what's going on. They, they know where to go. And sometimes it's the chef. Sometimes it may be the owner. And sometimes it's a third party that seeks out that stuff and figures out, okay, we need to get this pasta from here and we need to get this meat from this place. Not because it's cheap, but because it's actually good. And like I said, sometimes that chef, when you talk about the league, it could be the head coach. It could be the GM who is the head coach. It could be the GM who's the GM all by himself. Or it could be a scout. There have been great teams, great dynasties throughout the history of football. You have scouts and recruiters who go out to high school games to evaluate talent all over the country. Do you wonder why schools like Alabama and Ohio State are so great? Recruiting, which includes evaluating talent that they bring in. If a kid is really good, he gets the four or five stars, right? He's a four or five star athlete. Of course, the more of those you have on your team, the better your team is on the field. Most of the best players in the NFL have been four- and five-star athletes in high school, but every now and then, you have those who slip through the cracks, and that's where NFL scouts come in. These great day-two players and late-round draft picks that you draft or that you pass out over when they're selected during the draft, y'all have no idea who they are, especially you people who do not watch college football. But scouts do. Even those first or second round picks that are from the school you've never heard of. I'll pick a random team like the Indianapolis Colts. T.Y. Hilton, selected in the third round out of Florida International. Wide receiver. Did you know who he was? Not a lot of people knew who he was. And how about all-pro linebacker now, Darius Leonard, out of South Carolina State. He had no offers for major universities. Drafted in the second round in 2018. And I think I've already told you about Jerry Rice. We'll do a more deep dive on him one day. But yeah, he was drafted in the first round in 85. But I don't really believe if Bill Walsh, or let's just say this. I believe if Bill Walsh had not happened been, if he happened to not turned on his television in his hotel room and saw those highlights that night, I'm not sure he would have moved up to grab Rice in the first round. And he was from Mississippi Valley State. He ended up being the greatest wide receiver ever. Somebody had to evaluate him even after Bill saw that footage. Scouts do that. Scouts do that. The guys 
that may have been overlooked between high school and college, they were actually decent in college, you know. They're the ones that the scouts are trying to catch. I believe that's why they just put numbers on the backs of the T-shirts at you know of the guys on the at the uh, Indianapolis Combine. You're just a number. You can't slap your accolades on the back of your shirt, and it means absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And like I said, those guys that slip through the cracks between high school and college, yeah, those numbers aren't always foolproof, even though you get a four or five star thing. I mean, look at Clemson right now. Clemson isn't doing well. Yeah, there's several reasons why they're not that great, but I mean, their offensive line is trash. Um, but DJ Uyagalele, he's on the, he's, he's one of the first two quarterbacks you saw at the beginning of the season uh, with a commercial. Yes, they, they get the, uh, the the name, image, and likeness thing, right? The NIL. And he's not very good right now. He's not very good. Yes, they do they do need some help. And even the running back, Shipley, for Clemson, he's supposed to be been the best running back or one of the best running backs coming out of high school going, going to Clemson. I haven't seen it yet, just in spurts. But everybody's not foolproof right then. They're not always ready. And even those guys that fall through the cracks in high school, Maybe they had the same thing that happens in the pros when you have a bad coach or you don't get the creme de la creme coaching and evaluation that you should have. And you slip through the cracks and you do find your way through college. I got a buddy, Ken Johnson. I've talked to him, talked to talked to you about him before. He was, he, he always says, I was a nobody in college. I was, I mean, I was nobody in high school and I had no college that recruited me. And he called around and looked in. He said he looked and found a school that had a losing record that was close. And with a $9 bus ticket, ended up going to Knoxville College and ended up being drafted right behind Joe Montana in the third round of the NFL draft. Who of y'all out there have heard of Knoxville College? You see what I'm saying? Unrecruited. No, no paper trail, as he put it. But he ended up in the league playing for for some years in the league as a specialty pass rusher was successful wasn't you know like an all-time great or anything but he was very good in the league when he played for the for the years that he played so what is a scout though and what do they do there was a time when i personally felt that if a kid was good in college he was going to be good in the pros i was young and i had no idea and i'm still trying to get over charlie ward quarterback that won the heisman for florida state y'all remember him i'm trying to get over the fact that charlie wood played charlie ward played basketball instead of football of course that's another story we've already discussed it but here's another one being a ut fan he Shuler was a great quarterback for my balls but he was not good as a pro at all and it didn't help that he hurt his foot right then there's guys like gino toretta that won the heisman <laughs> exactly Eric Crouch Matt Leinart even Reggie Bush Reggie Bush was okay but he ended up playing for like five teams right not everybody will be Marcus Allen Roger Staubach or Peyton Manning they not only won the Heisman but they were all Americans they also won on the highest level not to mention they're all in, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame any way you slice it somebody had to evaluate their performance that's what the scouts are there for they are talent evaluators. Sure, you have the combine in Indy and the pro days, but it's what comes before that as well as a little bit after that that really counts. 
There's a whole lot of travel involved. They go from game to game, state to state, you know, city to city, seeking out who can and will help their respective teams. They basically want to see how a player will perform in all situations against good teams, bad teams, good players, mediocre players, where they were hurt, when they were healthy. They talk to coaches, teachers, family, friends, teammates, trying to get every ounce of information on these players. Do they have that it factor? That's the question that wants they, they want answered. And remember, not everybody is the most talented on the field. Do you think Joe Montana, third-round pick, had the strongest arm? No, he didn't. But he got it done, right? Jamarcus Russell, he did it coming out of LSU. And look what happened to him out of the league. Patrick Mahomes, yeah, he struggles right now, but he played at Texas Tech with their record with him as the starter in 32 games. And he did, you know, leave after, uh, before his senior year. He was only 13 and 19 as the starter. New Orleans head coach Sean Payton was going to draft him, quiet as kept, because they saw something in him. Just so happened, so did Andy Reid and his staff in Kansas City. The rest, as they say, is history. All right, so the beginnings. Believe it or not, scouts did not always exist. I grew up looking at Athlon Magazine. I always got the pro football one as well as attempted to collect, collect all those conference magazines, the Big Ten, the Big Ten at the time now, the Big Ten, the Pac-10, ACC, A, uh, SEC, Big East, and the National Magazine. Why? Mostly because I was trying, I was actually the guy that was typing the rosters in for the NCAA football game on the old PlayStation and then on the Xbox. Yeah, that was me. Um, that told you, those magazines told you who was supposed to be good, whether it was a team or the players. And in the back, there was like a blue chip section that gave you a list of the good high school juniors and seniors, right? The original scouts were like the coaches. Yeah, guys like George Hallis for the Bears, and they pretty much knew who was supposed to be good in, in college, and they tried to go around and getting the best players, along with the guys that they actually worked with, you know? So the Chicago Staley's, a lot of those guys that played for the Staley's, some of those guys actually played. I mean, they actually worked there um, at that factory or whatnot, right? But they were player coaches, owners for the most part. And about 15 years after the first draft was held back in 1936, in the 50s and 60s, the modern scouting saw a big boom. For the most part, they knew who the college All-Americans were. And that's how selections were made in the draft and in free agency. So it wasn't the draft always before 36, right? There was free agency, pretty much. And remember, the uh, pro football was not big yet. Pro football was the bottom. You know, after pro football, I mean, uh, college football was the top. Once you got to college football, you were All-American, you went and worked to the workforce or whatever you were going to do. Pro football? <laughs> pro football? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah, pro football. I mean, if, you, if you've ever seen the movie, uh, what was it, with uh, George Clooney, and uh, my man from the office, Jim, Jim Halpert from the office, Leatherheads. That told you what people really thought about pro football in the 20s. You know, it was laughed at. And pro football was being played on farms while college football was actually played in stadiums. But anyway, remember when we talked about this with the AFL and the NFL, how they were looking at newspapers or magazines such as Street and Smith or a magazine called College Football Illustrated. That's how they made their selections. So, but after a while, 
there was a green, a former Green Bay Packers running back that decided to do things just a little bit differently. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Okay, so this includes the AFL when it started in 1960. While the rest of professional football between the NFL and from 46 to 50, the AAFC, the All-American Football Conference, were using media and magazines to select players in the draft, former Packers running back Eddie Kotal wanted to get an up-close-and-personal look at those players. Now, I'm pretty sure you don't know who this guy is, so... Let me introduce you to him. Kick the music. Eddie Cotto played fullback for the Green Bay Packers under coach, the legendary coach, Curly Lambeau from 1925 to 1929. After the Packers won the championship in 1929, Cotto would move on to the college ranks, and he coached football, basketball, track, and boxing. But he would return to the Packers in 1942 as a backfield coach and a scout for Lambeau before being hired away in 1946 by the Los Angeles Rams. I had no idea how legendary this squad was outside of the players. Anyway, the job Rams owner at the time, Dan Reeves, had for him was being the chief scout, a job that he would hold for the next two decades. It is said he was on the road for more than 200 days a year. 200, it's only 365. 200 days a year going from school to school looking for talent. He claims at one point he had been home two days and nine months at one point. He couldn't have been married. Absolutely could not have been married. No way. Maybe he was. I mean, you know, different times. According to Arthur Randy O. Williams, at each school, Coda would observe players, study game films, and interview coaches. And then he proceeded to write his reports at his hotel room on paper. More on that later. He is known as the father of modern NFL scouting. Check his resume. His first year, he signed UCLA's Kenny Washington. And then the next year, Woody Strode, two of the first African-Americans to re-enter pro football after minorities were blackballed from the league in 1932. And how about Grambling's Paul Tank Younger, the first player from an HBCU to play in the NFL? Then here's the list. It just gets better, man. Dick Knight trained Lane, defensive back for the Rams, who still to this day holds the NFL record with 14 interceptions in a season. Then there's Big Daddy Lipscomb, Bob Waterfield, Norm Van Brocklin, Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch, Tom Fears, and of course, Deacon Jones, who was a 14th round draft pick, speaking of the number 14. Oh yeah, and I'm sure Boston Celtics fans they know Hall of Fame guard K.C. Jones. The Rams actually made him a future pick in the 30th round of the 1955 NFL Draft. Of course, he was playing basketball for the, I think it was the national champion uh, San Francisco team in college. 
Yeah, I think he played alongside uh, my man with the really bad hair. Yes, I'm talking about you, Bill Russell. <laughs> he's great. He's great. I love Bill Russell. He's, he's great. Uh, these are just a few examples of the caliber of players Cotto was ha- helping to bring into the Rams franchise. And this guy's not in the Hall of Fame yet. I don't understand that. I, I, I don't. This dude should be in the Hall of Fame. Now, anyway, this style of scouting began to spread throughout the league. And there were others who were vital to bringing championships to their respective franchises. Cleveland head coach Paul Brown. He had legendary scouts such as Sarge McKenzie and Dick or Richard Gallagher. Green Bay Packers scout Jack Vinici definitely set Vince Lombardi up for a run. Now keep in mind the Packers weren't great just yet when he was the chief scout. All right, but very important. He was their scout from 1950 to 1960. Keep those years in mind. But he was responsible for bringing in eight Pro Football Hall of Famers. Forrest Gregg, Paul Horning, Ray Nitschke, Jim uh, Jim Ringo, Bart Starr, Jim Taylor, and Willie Wood. He also is credited with having an influential role in the Packers hiring of Lombardi in 1959 as both head coach and general manager. What might have continued? And I say this knowing the Packers won five titles in eight years after Lombardi was hired. Venisi passed away at the age of 33 from a massive heart attack. Sad story at his home. Sad story, very sad story. But I I just can't help to think what that could have turned into and, and, and would have blown up to if he remained the gene uh, these one of the scouts for that squad all they needed was a coach and they had the right coach and he was going to be a scout for Vince Lombardi just what might have been now going back to the Rams they had a couple of notable people in their front office and in that franchise which included future hall uh future yeah hall of famer but commissioner of the NFL Pete Rozelle who was hired as a PR specialist by then GM Tech Schramm. Roselle took over as GM for a short time for Schramm, who not only left, Schramm left to take the same job, GM, with the Dallas Cowboys in 1960 eventually. He took Eddie Kotal's scouting system with him. And another person along for that ride was one Gil Brandt. When the Dallas Cowboys entered the NFL in 1960, Brandt was the chief scout He was the head scout for the Cowboys and later the vice president of uh, player personnel. Remember, the name of the game with scouting in player personnel is bringing in good ones, right? The Cowboys were terrible all the way up until 1966 when they put together a record 20 consecutive winning seasons all the way through 1985, from 66 to 85. Never had a losing season. And all of through, through this time, they had five Super Bowl appearances, including two Super Bowl wins. And according to ProFootballHallOfFame.com, he oversaw the drafting of nine Pro Football Hall of Fame players, including the first ever pick in 1960, defensive tackle Bob Lilly. And check out his resume. These guys are all in the Hall of Fame. Drew Pearson, Bob Hayes, Randy White, Tony Dorsett, Mel Renfro, Cliff Harris, Rayfield Wright, well, Rayfield Wright was a late round pick, like seventh round. And I believe 
that Bob Hayes was in the 10th round. He was a lower round pick as well, I believe. But they're all, all in Hall of Fame. Oh, and Roger Staubach. Not to mention the signing of guys like who came from other teams, which made it easier. You know, Mike Dicka and Herb Adderley, Lance Allworth, more Hall of Famers, right? Even his final first round pick was a Hall of Famer in 1989. Troy Aikman. Of course, he had his exit along with Tom Landry after they were all canned. But um, Brand is also credited to 29 years at the helm now. I don't know if he was fired. Let me not say that. I don't know if Gil Brandt was fired. But he did leave the same time that that Tom Landry left. So Brand is also credited with being the first one to use computers for scouting and talent evaluation. Now keep this in mind. With Eddie Cotal doing all of his scouting, remember I said he was writing everything down. He basically was writing on what I was what I would say legal pads. Thinking about my pastor, he's one of the few pastors that still use a legal pad for everything for his notes before he preaches. And so do I. But uh yeah, I got my legal pad papers. Yeah. But you know, I still have laptops and computers and iPads. I have that. And then there's other pastors, you know, more modern day pastors, they use the iPads and the tablets like that. That's what Gil Brandt did. He ended up getting hold of an iPad. He put all his evaluations in the computer. And that's how he did it. He was the first one to do that. And he was also the first one to use psychological tests to evaluate your mental makeup. That was, I mean, innovative. Not a lot of people thought about doing that. And look, Paul Brown is credited with doing a lot of firsts as well. But if we're talking about scouting, you know, somebody had to pass this stuff down. And Eddie Cotal, this guy, now where he learned it from, I have no idea. And my research, I'm still looking for even more on this man. This guy should be in the Hall of Fame. He definitely should. You're gonna take some some stuff like this and and yeah, you 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 harness it and you make it even better and you do stuff like what Gil Brandt did. And you end up with nine Hall of Fame players, right? It shows you how good he was and how all these guys were, frankly. Not everybody was a Hall of Famer that they brought in, but they had great teams and very good players, even backups, that were capable of doing the job. You don't stay on top for 20 consecutive seasons and win 20 consecutive seasons and your players are trash. Bill Belichick, we'll get to him eventually. For him to have all that winning and still bring in all of that talent, yes, you still had to bring in Tom Brady. Yes, he was a sixth round pick, but someone brought in Tom Brady and, and they had to coach him up and all those other players that they put around Brady. If Brady was out there by himself with, with no talent at all, then they don't win the way that they did, period. It is a team game, it's not golf. But you don't have those 20 consecutive winning seasons in Dallas and your players are trash. doesn't work that way. He started working for NFL.com, Brent did, uh, and the NFL Network since 95. I think it was more so with NFL.com, actually. And I believe he still does. He's 89 years old. Follow him on Twitter. He's got some great nuggets, man. He, he's, he's still on there. And with the social media, uh, he's a historian as well as a draft expert. I, I love Gil Brandt. Love reading on on uh, Gil Brandt. So, look here. Next week, I'm out of time. So, next week, we're going to get to two men who were not only pivotal to the success of their franchises, but they also helped open the doors to the HBCUs. Yeah, let's get to those references, y'all. Thanks to NFL.com. Deep dive into the wild history of the high-stakes world of modern scouting. Credit to Connor or also Packers.com, an article 
written by Cliff Crystal. Also, ProFootballHallOfFame.com, the focus on Gil Brandt. Uh, Talk of Fame Network. They wrote an article called State Your Case, Why It's Time Hall Wakes Up to Eddie Cotter. He should be in the Hall of Fame, period. Also, the book, America's Game, the NFL at 100, co-authored by Randy O. Williams and Jerry Rice. It, this has been the Behind the Mic Podcast, presented by Belly Up Sports, Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, BellyUpSports.com. Again, our main our main stream is through Spreakers. You can catch all of the shows on Spreaker. Also, we're on, especially mine, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Tell your mama, daddy, granddaddy, sons and daughters, baby daddies, and your fathers, brothers, uncles, cousins, sisters, nephews, former roommates. I'm out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.